This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. morning in the CBD. When a man opens a car door for his wife, it's either a new car or a new wife. My neighbor knocked on my door this morning at 2.30 a.m. Luckily for him, I was still up playing my drums. The doctor must have put my pacemaker in wrong. Every time my husband kisses me, the garage door opens. It's Fresh Start Wednesday with your host, Michael Bortnick. Someone's knocking at the door 
the bell Do me a favor Open the door And let him in Ooh yeah, yeah Let him in Okay, okay. Hey, good morning. Thank you very much, boys. That was uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. And uh, welcome to Fresh Start Wednesday right here on Fresh FM. I'm your host, Michael Bortnick. Uh, But today I'm your doorman or your stage door Johnny or possibly your doormat. Show's all about doors. And that was uh, opening with Sir Paul McCartney, Let Him In, a song by Wings from their 1976 album, Wings at the Speed of Sound. The lyric names are friends and relatives of McCartney, including his Aunt Jin, his brother Michael, and Linda McCartney's brother John. Phil and Don of the Everly Brothers are named. Uh, the, the duo had a hit with a song called Keep Em Knockin'. Uh, and also Martin Luther, who famously hung his 95 theses on a church door. And with me today in the studio is a woman I simply adore, Grace. Uh-huh. Good day. Hey, honey. Hi. Well, okay. Today we're talking about doors, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we talk about before we get into our music? Um, <laughs> well, um, uh, we, uh, well, I'll tell you what. We yes. I don't know whether the listener knows this, but we recently had our um, our, our brand new car stolen. Yep. And uh, apparently, someone uh, left the door. I, someone left the door open. Unlocked. Unlocked, or whatever. Then the key in it. So, and it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so be, uh, because of that, uh, when we got the car back, of course the. Uh, garage door opener was missing so right so we had to call dominator doors who make yep. who, who deal with garage and then we had to get all new garage door openers because and kudos to them they came down the very same day terrific and took care people. of us yep the terrific people so mm-hmm. uh and i know we have uh, a cat door but we don't have a cat i'd so, like to get rid of that i cat know door, I, I how do you know. that leaves a hole there i don't know what we can do about filling in the hole in the door where there was a cat there i i, I if anybody out there can help us 
I don't want to get a whole new door. And then we have you put that deadbolt. I, I appreciate you put a deadbolt lock on the door, yep. which is probably a good idea. These days, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know what's is, going on. Sadly. And I think Nelson's a pretty safe place, but I don't know. I think you got to lock up these days. Lock those doors. And, of course, um, the doors, a band. You're, you, I know you're a big Doors band fan, aren't you? I am. Yeah, we're going to talk about them later. And uh, I think it'll be some interesting information about the Doors. And uh, during that earlier song, we mentioned the Everly Brothers, a song called Keep a Knockin'. And uh, there was a guy called Little Richard. He had a big hit with it in 1957. So we're going to play Keep a Knockin' from Little Richard. Here we go. Fresh FM.
Crush FM. That was, you know who that was? No, you probably don't know. Nope. <laughs> I know the song by yeah, Pete that's, Townsend. Um, absolutely, but this happened to be an Australian girl called mm. Natalie Imbruglia. I Imbruglia. have heard her name before. And uh, she, um, of course, that was a song written by Pete Townsend from his 1980 album Empty Glass. Okay, uh, I'm Michael Bortnick, and a few weeks ago I learned that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate Halloween. I guess they don't appreciate random people coming up to their door. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you got any? Uh, yeah. You got any? Uh, <laughs> got any fun facts for us over there? Sure, always. Okay. All right. Well, a door symbolizes hope. 
opportunity, communication, and liberation. Mm. The month of January is uh, named after Janus, the ancient Roman god of doors, beginnings, endings, transitions, and gates. Okay, so he's looking, he's closing the door and opening mm-hmm. another door. Jan- mm-hmm. Okay, January. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Dreaming of doors and anything else door-like can be symbolic. If you dream about a door, it is representation of new beginnings. If you dream about a door that is locked, this could be a representation of an opportunity that you missed out on. I don't think I've ever dreamt about a door. I can't recall that oh, I have. That's not a very interesting dream. <laughs> no, anyway. but interesting uh, uh, interpretation. Well, here's a, here's mm. an old song that we found a cover from somebody called Winter and Spot. I, I, I could have had Frank Sinatra, but I went with Winter <laughs> and Spot. It's called uh, River, Stay Away From My Door. All right. There we go. I'm gonna knock on your door, yeah, ring on your bell, tap on your window too. If you don't come out tonight when the moon is bright, I'm gonna knock and ring and tap until you do. I'm gonna knock on your door, call out your name. Wake up the town you'll see I'm gonna hoot and howl like a lovesick cow Do you say you're gonna come out with me? Hey little girl, hey, little girl. 
This ain't no time to sleep Let's count kisses to the counting sheep How, how can I hold you near With you up there And the way down here I'm gonna knock on your door Ring on your bell Tap on your window too If you don't come out tonight When the moon is bright I'm gonna knock and ring and tap until you do Te reo irirangi o te tauihu o te waka o Māori, Fresh FM, tauke! Sir. 
right. That's uh, Charlie Rich from 1973, Behind Closed Doors. Uh, that was Rich's first number one hit uh, on the country charts. Uh, Behind Closed Doors earned awards for Song of the Year and Single of the Year, and Rich also received the Grammy for Best Country Song. And in 2003, that song was ranked number nine in the 100 Greatest Country mm-hmm. Music Songs. Right. You know that one, right? Sure. Yeah, I know that one. That was from my, my childhood. Sure, your um, childhood. <laughs> I don't think so. Now, we we have a son named Brandon. I, I know uh, there's a story about him and a door. Mm-hmm. Can you, how quickly can you tell us that story? Okay, very quickly. Yeah. So he's in high school, which would be called, <clears throat> excuse me, college here in yeah. New Zealand. Um, I told him there's only one rule, really, in our house, and that was, you know, no, quote, entertaining girls in your bedroom. Right. You're going to be, you know, you, you're downstairs, you're outside, whatever. One rule. <laughs> so I wor- work night shift as a nurse. I get up late afternoon one day after a long night of working. And I can hear Brandon in his room with someone, obviously female, talking, laughing, whatever. And I just go downstairs and I sit, wait, wait, wait. You know, they finally come downstairs, very embarrassed looking. The girl kind of scuttles out. And Brandon looks at me like, sorry. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's see. What do we do about this? You know, and I, um, we talked and talked, and I said, all right, so this is what's going to happen. It just came to me. I said, you're going to take the door off your room. And he looked at me like, huh? I said, take the door off. We're going to take it off. And, okay, so I go and take a shower or something. By the time I got out of the shower, the door was half off. He had a friend there helping him. <laughs> he took it off, and it stayed off until he was through with college. Until he was through in high school. He, <laughs> high school and college. Oh, okay. So that's, and college. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> I don't yeah, think we a, left it off. Well, that was good. I <laughs> think. Well, maybe we put it back on because he was Once he away. left for college, I think we but put it But it was off back. about four years. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That. Well, <laughs> he, it, it, he thought it was funny, too. Well, okay. <laughs> in the end of the day, it was okay. Well, okay. That's the story there. Yep. Uh, here's a short story that takes place in the land ruled by a semi-barbaric king. Uh, One of the king's innovations is the use of public trial by ordeal with guilt or innocence decided by the result of chance. A person accused of a crime is brought into a public arena and must choose one of two doors. Mm. Behind one door is a lady whom the king has deemed an appropriate match for the accused. Behind the other is a fierce, hungry tiger. Both doors are heavily soundproof to prevent the accused from hearing what is behind each one. If he chooses the door with the lady behind it, he's innocent and must immediately marry her. But if he chooses the door with the tiger, he's deemed guilty and immediately is devoured by the animal. The king learns that his daughter has a lover, a handsome and brave youth who is of lower status than the princess and has imprisoned him to await this trial. And by the time that day comes, the prison, the princess has asked her, has used her influence to learn the positions of the lady and the tiger behind the two doors. So she knows who wears what's what. Right. The princess does. She's also discovered that the lady is someone who she hates. So this is her boyfriend. eh. Anyway, when her lover looks to the princess for help, she discreetly indicates the door on his right, which he opens. And the outcome of the choice is never revealed in the story. (laughs) So I never knew. Would would you give your boyfriend a woman you hate, or would you let him be eaten by a tiger? Had he been with that woman, you mean? Well, I don't know if he's involved in anything, but she doesn't like the the, the potential girlfriend. So I don't know. It depends on the woman. She doesn't want her boyfriend to be with her. Uh, Oh, God. Tricky. Anyway. Tricky, tricky. Here's uh, Brandy Clark.
Zealand on air, supporting Fresh FM. All the pinups and magazines, movie stars on the silver screen. Don't do anything for me, can't you see? 
door and a walking She knew it wasn't right She came home half past ten late every night Oh, the girl next door and a walking She found a boy she liked to love She wanted to get married Settle down the life to love She didn't know love was so grand She never took love second hand But to my surprise She thought that love was paradise Who next door in a walking She found the boy she liked She wanted to get married Settle down the life to persist so it's clear to see there's no hope for me though I live at 5135 Kensington Avenue and she lives at 5133 how can I ignore the girl Next door, I love her more than I can say. Doesn't try to please me, doesn't even tease me, and she never sees me glance her way. And though I'm Heart sore, the girl next door Affection for me won't display I just adore her 
so I can't ignore The girl next door. Okay, uh, thanks to Elvis and Old Blue Eyes. That was four in a row, all about the girl next door. And uh, the girl next door is a term used to describe a prime example of a female, usually denoting a girl or woman who appeals to traditional or all-American gender norms with the allure of purity, simplicity, and charm, with a natural, modest, or effortless beauty. Playboy magazine, as their brand, had us young boys convinced that their playmate centerfold was just the girl next door. Well, the girl living next door to me was Norma Garino, and I'm not going to say any more about that. Okay, here's a true story. Um, I had a relationship end once because I didn't open the car door for her. Instead, I just swam for the surface. Huh? Okay. Hello? Hello? I guess, hello. I'm here. Is anybody out there? I can hear you breathing. Okay. Okay. Tell us what else you got about doors. All righty. If you think of Ireland... You'd probably think of fantastic lightscapes, endless drinking, and a leprechaun sitting atop a rainbow. Yet, the overwhelming characteristic of Ireland is its dull, gray weather. Walking around Dublin, it's hard to ignore how gray the city is, right from its concrete structures to the sky, which limits the sunshine even in peak summer. And then suddenly, in the midst of all this gray, you come across a building with a candy lilac door. Look around, and you start seeing colors. Another door is bright red, and then another one is soothing pale pink. Many legends explain this tradition, but a favorite is the one that involves Queen Victoria. Ireland was colonized by the English, and when Queen Victoria nicknamed was nicknamed the Famine Queen in Ireland, died, the Irish were told to paint their doors black in mourning. In rebellion, they painted them bright colors. (laughs) It's likely this story has no basis in truth and is meant merely to extol Irish defiance. Even the accessories on these doors became a creative outlet. Many doors have old-fashioned knobs, intricate brass door knockers, and letterboxes ranging from sphinx to lion face designs. The world's largest doors stand at 456 feet high, 150 feet taller than the Statue of Liberty. These doors are in use at NASA's Vehicle Assembly Building at the Kennedy Space Center, and apparently they take about 45 minutes to completely open or wow. close. Wow. That's amazing. The biggest doors in the world. Yep. Okay. Wow. Hey, you know, okay, that's good. It's edging close to the top of the hour. That means it's time to talk to Bob, usually Dylan. And uh, he's got a few door tunes. And here's what we're going to do. First, uh, we've got this Israeli-American Jewish rock band called Moshav. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. Uh, you might like them. Um, they're often regarded as one of the first groups to, con- to combine Jewish music with the rock sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elements of alternative rock, folk, funk, and reggae appear in their songs. And you might even hear a little Hebrew. Wow. That might be interesting. Anyway, they'll be playing a song called Standing in the Doorway, which has nothing to do with Bob Dylan. But following that will be another song called Standing in the Doorway, which is a Dylan song. And that's going to be performed by Bonnie Raitt. 
Finally, the Bob Dylan song that became one of his most popular and most covered compositions, Knocking on Heaven's Door, and that was written for the soundtrack of uh, the 1973 film Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lyrics comment directly on a scene in the film uh, for which it was written, which is the death of a former lawman who refers to his wife as Mama. So, with all that being said, we're going to start up with Moshav standing in the doorway.
Are you a friend of Fresh? Join today and help support your community access radio station. Details on freshfm.net. Summer nights, jukebox playing low. Yesterday, everything was going too fast. Today, it's moving too slow. I got no place left to turn. I got nothing left to burn Don't know if I saw you If I would kiss you or kill you It probably wouldn't matter to you anyhow You left me standing in the doorway crying Got nothing to go back to now Maybe they'll get me Maybe they won't But not tonight And it won't be here There are things that I could say But I don't I know the mercy of God must be near I've been riding the midnight train I got ice water in my veins I would be crazy if I took you back would go up against any rule You left me standing in the doorway crying Suffering like a fool Oh, I know I can't win 
by any explanation There are no words that need to be said You left me standing in the doorway crying Blues wrapped around my head Fresh FM, radio, by, for, and about the top of the south. Thanks, Bob. That's uh, Bob Dylan knocking on heaven's door. We all know that one. I'm Michael Bortnick, and I know I know you hate it, uh, Gracie. You hate it when our next door neighbor sunbathes topless in her yard. But personally, I'm on the fence. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me you about. Wish. <laughs> tell me about uh, the the doors of perception, Alrighty. if you don't mind. Well, it's an autobiographical book written by Aldous Huxley. 
And let's see, published in 1954, and it elaborates on his psychedelic experience under the influence of mescaline. Huxley recalls the insights he experienced, ranging from the purely aesthetic to sacramental vision, and reflects on their philosophical and psychological implications. Have you read that book? I do, and I, I you know, it didn't stand out. <laughs> I wanted to be... I, w- I was underwhelmed. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. Uh, it's been a long time, but it was, it was well, tough to get through. I don't. Uh, okay. yeah, I read okay. a couple of his. I don't books. think I've read that book. Doors of Perception. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, uh, Backdoor Man is a blues song written by Willie Dixon and recorded by Howlin' Wolf, 1960. The phrase "Backdoor Man" refers to a man having an affair with a married woman and using the back door as an exit before the husband comes home. Uh-huh. The Doors recorded it in their 1967 self-titled debut album, The Doors. Did The Doors actually take their name from that book? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, I think from so The Doors of Perception. Okay, so that's where they got that the, that's where they got yeah. their name, The Doors. Mm-hmm. And this is Backdoor Man, which is about a guy that's having an affair. Let's just leave <laughs> it at that. Morrison. Okay, here we go. Jim Morrison, The Doors. Mm-hmm.
Fresh FM. He comes in through the kitchen door, warms my dinner and then some more. He's my idol and I'm his fan. That's my backdoor man. Hangs his hat up in my playroom, starts in weeping upon my loom. He's my idol and I'm his fan. He's my backdoor man. Well, he knows all the answers and he knows right from wrong. He inspires my music. He does a whole lot of things to my songs. He ain't rich. And I don't care. All I want is his love to share. He's my idol and I'm his fan. That's my backdoor man. He comes in through the kitchen door, warms my supper and van some more. He's my idol and I'm his fan. He's my backdoor man. Hangs his hat up in my playroom. Starts it weaving upon. He's my idol and I'm his fan. He's my backdoor man. Well, he knows all the answers and he knows right from wrong. He inspires my music. Oh, what he does to my song. He ain't rich and I don't care. All I want is his love to share. He's my idol and I'm his fan. New Zealand on air, supporting Fresh FM. Provided by magician Do, 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 love 
a German band called Covered Grass, and they were covering the CCRs looking out my back door. And I'm Michael Bortnick, and uh, <clears throat> here's a riddle. Did you hear about the person who invented the door knocker? No, I haven't. Well, he won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> okay, that's, that's cute. Oh, you like that one? Okay, good. I like that I'm glad one. to hear that's that. Good. Okay, uh, well, I know there's a, a lot to talk about here, but tell us, if you don't mind, about some famous real doors and fictional doors. I will. Okay. And we have seen several of these. The Gates of Paradise, created by sculptor Lorenzo Ghiberti. In 1452, this stunning door serves as the main gate of the Florence Baptistery in Italy. The 17-foot-tall bronze door features detailed scenes from the Old Testament in several frames and is regarded as a masterpiece by artists and historians. Mm -hmm. Seen that? And also, next, we've seen St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, one of the most striking doors in the world, the Holy Door at St. Peter's Basilica is only opened in a holy year, once every 25 years. The door is sealed from the inside with a brick wall to prevent entry, and it features intricate detailing, is visually striking. Um, When the Jubilee year comes, the Pope strikes the brick wall behind the door with a silver hammer to open it. The wall is then demolished fully, and pilgrims can enter through it. Well, I wish I was there for that, yeah. I wonder when that's going to happen next. <laughs> hmm. All right, and then here we go. 10 Downing Street in London, famous. British politics has had its ups and downs and been fronted by many faces throughout history, but the one consistent element is the polished black door of number 10 Downing Street, the residence of the Prime Minister. Okay. It uh, provided the backdrop to interviews, news broadcasts, and famous statements about world events throughout the years, and is possibly the most televised door in the world. It's constantly guarded by police and can only be opened from the inside. The old black oak door was removed in 1991 after a bomb attack by the IRA. Wow. And then one of the one of the iconic images of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film trilogies is Shire, where we've been. Uh, bag number one, bag end. The little round door symbolizes everything that is cozy and appealing about coming home, even if it is a little small for the average size person. <laughs> the door movie set can be seen in Hobbiton outside of Matapa. Mata Mata. <laughs> I always get there on the North Island, and that was quite fun, I must say. It's still open. Through. I checked that they could still oh, go there. Good. Yep. That's good to know. Okay. 
And here's Johnny. We know that one. You take that one. Okay. One of the most famous <laughs> scenes in horror cinema has to be when the deranged Jack Torrance takes an axe to the bathroom door in which his wife, Wendy, is cowering, unable to get out. You know, that one, that's a, that's oh. a famous door. I guess it's just busted by an axe. Oh, yes. Crazy um, scene. And in The Wizard of Oz, that has the huge, vibrantly verdant door to the Emerald City with its peculiar mm-hmm. circular window out of which the guard appears when Dorothy and her friends try to enter. Okay, let's see here. Um, let's see. The, well, when the wolf is at the door, you're being hounded by debt collectors and you haven't got any money. Or maybe you're a little pig with a house of sticks or straw. Anyway, here's a group called uh, a Junior Sisk and the Rambler's Choice, and this is called The Wolf is at the Door. So poor, I don't know what to do. I go from sun up to sundown, my work is never through. The children don't go out to play like they used to before, and the chickens aren't too scared today cause the wolf is at the door. Hey, 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 he's trying to get in. He's scratching and a puff, and he has that hungry grin. I'm too hard up to own a dog or buy 44. I'll just pray to the Lord above while the wolf is at the door. The landlord comes around the week before the rent is due. I haven't paid my taxes yet to internal revenue. Sugar from the neighbor's wife next door. We have no heat and the lights are out and the wolf is at the door. Hey, 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 he's trying to get in. He's scratching at a puff and he has that hungry grin. I'm too hard up to own a dog or buy 44. So I'll just pray to the Lord above while the wolf is at the door. Riding hood, and now he's after me. And the walls are getting weaker to this house of poverty. I just peeked through the keyhole and saw another eye. The only thing that will help me now is M O N E Y. Hey, 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 he's trying to get in. He's scratching and a puffing, and he has that hungry grin. I'm too hard up to own a dog or buy. I'll just pray to the Lord above while the wolf is at the door. Fresh FM, radio by, for, and about the top of the south.
Close the door, close the door Don't let the doctor come in Close the door, lock it tight I've got no money for the doctor tonight Three weeks I spent in the hospital They left me with a stack of bills Sky high I'll never be able to pay them I know Tell me why, please tell me why We must pay for the things that we need When a doctor gets richer of me each day I barely have the money to eat No more, no matter how sick I get, no doctor will ever get my dough. Cause I work too damn hard for that. Zealand on air, supporting Fresh FM. Katie 
bar the door It might look different but it feels the same Katie bar the door, it's too wet to plow Oh Katie, Katie, won't you bar that door With a handful of nails and a two by four Put on the kettle and unplug the phone Let the spring rains pour Come on Katie, won't you take my hand And let the world spin around again and again Katie by the door Katie by the door, sometimes I ain't got much to say. Katie by the door, it's too wet to plow. With a little bit of luck and a decent hand, Katie by the door, we'll both be rocking in a weary land. Katie by the door, it's too wet to plow. Oh, Katie, Katie, won't you bar that door with a handful of nails and a two by four? Put on the kettle and unplug the phone, let the spring rains pour. Come on, Katie, won't you take my hand? And let the world spin around again and again. Katie by the door. man told me, Katie bar the door, the selfish live in the land of the lonely, Katie bar the door, I don't want to live in the land of the lonely, Katie bar the door, pack up the trunk and hitch up the pony, Katie bar the door, it's too wet to plow. Oh Katie, Katie, won't you bar that door with a handful of nails and a two by four, Put on the kettle and unplug the phone, let the spring rains pour. Come on, Katie, won't you take my hand? And let the world spin around again. We're gonna let the world spin around again. Let the world spin around again and again. Oh, Katie, bar the door. Okay, that was somebody. Who was that? I don't know. At the moment, I can't tell you who that was. But anyway, Katie barred the door. What's the What's the meaning of that phrase, Katie barred the door? You may ask. I know you never heard of it. No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. Um, Katie barred the door means take precautions. There's trouble ahead. Uh, the first known use of Katie barred the door in print uh, that I can think of is of a U.S. newspaper, the Louisiana Democrat, in October um, 1872. Uh, however, the origin of the phrase goes way back to Catherine Douglas, a lady-in-waiting to the Queen of Scotland, who tried to prevent the assassination of King James I on the 20th of February in 1437. Legend has it that a group of men, led by Sir Robert Graham, came to the door searching for the king in order to kill him. James fled into a sewer tunnel as the Queen and her ladies quickly replaced the floorboards to hide his location. And this Catherine um, Douglas quickly um, quickly uh, sprang to the door and placed her arm through the 
staples to bar the assassin's entrance. You know like how a door has a yes, thing, so yes. she stuck her arm in there. Ooh, dangerous. <laughs> However, they forced the door open Ooh. anyway, breaking her arm, Mike. and discovered and killed the king. <sighs> and from that point on, according to the story, Catherine took the surname Barlass. What's that mean? Well, she's a woman bar. She's a oh the bar lass. Yeah, oh, I Katie. See. Okay, bar lass. Bar lass. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's so. That's I think where that phrase. Came, although I don't know if anybody knows that phrase, Katie bar the door. Nope. Um, let's see here. Tell us about this next song from Dolly Parton. Why don't you do? All right. Two doors down is a song written and performed by Dolly Parton in 1978. The song was sung from the perspective of a woman who has just broken up with her boyfriend and is debating attending a party two doors down the hall from her apartment. She decides to go, meets a new man, and returns with him to her own apartment two doors down. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple plot there. Dolly wrote this during a similar situation, although she didn't get a man out of the ordeal. She and her band were staying at a Howard Johnson's Motor Inn, and while the rest of the group was sitting down to dinner, a dieting Dolly was alone in her room trying to stave off hunger with a disgusting protein shake, she says. (laughs) The band was down there in the restaurant. I could hear them laughing and talking, she says. I was in my room because I couldn't go down there and eat. I remember just feeling so sorry for myself in this lonely-ass room while they were having a party. And I thought, well, I can't eat. I can't just sit here and feel sorry for myself. Why don't I just write a song? Although she wrote the lyrics on stationery from a Pennsylvania Holiday Inn, Dolly is certain she wrote the song at a Howard Johnson's because she distinctly remembers her hankering for the motel's fried clams. Here's Dolly with Two Doors Down. Alone and we start walking down the hall to my place. 
Fresh FM. Two doors down, there's a jukebox that plays all night long. Real sad song, all about me and you. Two doors down, there's a barmaid that serves them real strong here lately. That's how I make it through. Two doors down, there's a heartache that once was my friend. knows me by name and we sit there together and wait for you two doors down there's a bottle where I take out my shame and hold it up for the whole world view Irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka a Maui. Fresh FM. Ne 
without sleeping Watching till the morning comes peeping Green door, what's that secret you're keeping? That's uh, Crystal Gale singing about the green door. Um, The lyrics describe the allure of a mysterious private club with a green door, behind which a happy crowd play, piano, smoke, and laugh a lot. And for some reason, the singer is not allowed in. Possible inspiration comes from Chicago pub called the Green Door Tavern. During Prohibition, this was a popular place to get secret libations. As the door of the tavern, tavern was green, the color became a symbol of a speakeasy. During Prohibition, many restaurants would paint their doors green to indicate the presence of a secret bar. Okay, yeah, you know, I know you know this, Gracie. I, I, it was so wonderful when uh, you meet me at the door. You meet me at the door the other night in your sexy lingerie. Unfortunately, uh, you were just coming home. Uh, okay, listen, that's just a joke. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, think about that anyway. Um Alrighty. Okay, listen, we're getting near the end here, but not long ago we had um, 
the worst next door neighbors. You remember uh, that? The I, I, worst. They were the was that their name? The Nethertons. That's their name. The Nethertons. Was it Pam? Was that her name? Pam. Pam. What yep. was the, What was that little baby's name? Can't remember. I know. I think it started. Jerk. With, it started with a T or something. <laughs> but uh, uh, horrible. They had their two junkyard dogs and their junkyard kid. I, I, we could probably the whole spend backyard uh, was a junkyard. Oh man, house it, was a junkyard. <laughs> oh, ooh, we could probably spend a whole show <laughs> just just talking about those. The oh, worst neighbors from hell. The best day was when we saw a for sale sign up in the front of their house. Absolutely. Right? Anyway, here in Nelson, we have a great neighborhood and wonderful next door neighbors, Jim and Sarah. And uh, they're all staff members, of course. Uh, but sometimes I wonder if I'm a good next door neighbor. You are, of course. But uh, <laughs> that Jim, he's the handyman. He's got all kind of tools and He's got at least three vices, and I, I don't mean vices, I mean those things that hold wood. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a thing to sharpen old nails <laughs> and uh, every you, any tool, yeah. he's got it and he knows how to use it. Uh, the only tool I have is a butter knife. So I'm always going over there to borrow things, you know, and, uh, and I tell him what I need and then, you know, in the end, he winds up coming over and he does the whole job for us. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, I think he's going to appreciate this next song. I, I, I sort of, I'm going to dedicate this to Jim, and uh, this, this is called My Next Door Neighbor, but I think it's, a, it's making fun of me. So anyway, here it is. You know my next door neighbor, about to make me lose my mind. You know my next door neighbor, about to make me lose my mind. They come knock on my door, want to borrow something all the time.
All right, that's uh, Van Morrison, and uh, you know I. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be playing too much of Van Morrison or Eric Clapton. I got this. They got this new attitude that I'm not that fond of. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but do you think, want to explain? <laughs> well, I know they have the attitudes about the vaccinations, and uh, yeah. I think there's some. Clapton came up with some pretty racist stuff. Once, yes, he so did. it's like, uh, yeah, I guess. I'm, but anyway, that was Van Morrison. I, I do like his music, so it's going to be tricky. I do too. I have to find some covers. <sighs> Okay, it's uh, <coughs> nearly time for us to make our exit. And uh, this next last song is based on a true story. And I don't know if you know this story or not, but you're going to know it now. You know, Leonard Skinner. Of course. Of course. I, I was, I'm not a huge fan of Leonard Skinner, but I do like some of their music, of course. And uh, Well, I was at the time. Yeah, at the time. I guess what they, they died <laughs> on know, a they plane big, crash or something. They were didn't big, they? Some, some of them, not all yeah, of them. Yes. I always used to call them the band on the runway which was just a stupid <laughs> joke. But uh, anyway, uh, okay. they, uh, the lead singer was a guy named Ronnie Van Zant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was when he was 18 years old, he used a fake ID to get into a bar called the Little Brown Jug while his younger bandmates waited for him in the truck. So Van Zant danced with a girl whose name was Linda, and uh, her boyfriend wasn't too happy about it. And he came up to Ronnie and reached for something in his boot. So, figuring he was going to go for a gun, Van Zant told him, if you're going to shoot me, it's going to be in the butt or in the elbows. <laughs> but if you just give me a few steps, I'll be gone. And he, and he ran to the truck, and him and his bandmates wrote this song that night, which we're going to play for our last song. It's called Give Me Three Steps. Um, anyway, thanks. As always, Grace, thanks for coming in and helping you're me welcome. out. And thanks to the listener and Jim and Sarah and Maggie and Steve and all of our staff that's working so hard to um, make the show what it is. And we'll be back in a fortnight with some more nonsense. But but right now, um, they're showing us the door here. So remember, before we go, remember, uh, people who live in glass houses have to answer the door. Not, right? Don't they? I guess they have to. <laughs> That's good. All right. Here is Leonard okay, Skinner with our final song. It's called right. Give Me Three Steps. Peace out.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.